Part 6 Historiography and Present Impacts December 31st, 1895. I write to you this greeting for the new year as I travel on the Leavenworth, Lawrence, and Galveston Railroad. I've not found much sleep on this ride. Perhaps it is that I find myself on one train too many, given the bustle and fatigue of recent weeks. I shall find it a comfort to return to Chicago and be settled as the new year begins, and I hope to remain so until business calls me away once more. Perhaps I could do with a tea. The dining car had a fine tea, no doubt, but even after I find my eyelids heavy. The countryside looks so similar at every glance in these parts. A blur from below the window that stretches flat out to the hard line in the horizon, revealing still nothing, no matter how far you gaze. Many times I've mistaken some distant clouds for mountains, wishing myself back to the more remarkable locales through which these tracks are laid. This is as good a time as any to attempt to sleep again. I've been woken by what seems to be an impending stop. Our speed has decreased drastically though I find it hard to fathom there being a stop ahead, as the view is as empty as it has been these past hours. But even as I write this, the brakes continue to shriek as we near a crawl. Just like that, we are stopped, sat out in front of nothing at all. Surely something must be the matter to have halted our travel in open country. I shall inquire of the conductor. Sleep evades me again, though at this instance I know what causes my unrest. Upon our stopping earlier, I sought the conductor of the train, a Mr. Easton, and asked him what was the matter. His face was grave, and he informed me that we had stopped at the station in Carlisle, Kansas. As there was no visible platform or attendant structure of any kind, I pressed him, and he let out that on November the 24th, a devastating tornado had torn this place from the earth. It left not a soul alive and had rendered the tracks impassable until only a few days earlier. He pointed me toward the westward facing windows as I had sat on the east, and I quickly saw truth in his words. To the west was a bare and blasted ruin of a town, though it seemed charitable to call such a place a town or anything of the like. I could scarcely imagine that the place had ever been inhabited at all, and fancied it impossible that human hands could have built the structures now laid so low. The husks of a few unknown establishments, a large tree uprooted and sitting fully on its side, timber scattered about the vague shape of a thoroughfare, broken glass strewn amongst the weeds, reflecting the dull sunlight, so the grass had a faint sparkle to it. It was the stillest chaos I had ever seen. There was a total and complete lack of movement from anywhere in sight. Not a soul survived, he had said, and in that there was no exaggeration. Presently, 
I saw several people standing alongside the train, stepping down from cabins to receive simple suitcases. I watched them continue as though they walked down a main street, headed straight into the rubble with a purpose. They seemed to be ghosts themselves in the land of the dead. I prayed for their health, that they not be family of the deceased. Perhaps they merely needed entry to a nearby town, one that had fared better than this place. That was a kinder thought than picturing them continuing onto farms and homes somewhere in the waste that met equal destruction to that of the town center and ravaged fields through which no plow will ever pass again. My thoughts could not stop them walking, though. I returned to my seat, and across the aisle of the cabin I could not tear my eyes from the sight. But this, too, blurred outward to a sharp line upon the horizon as we picked up steam again and moved on to the next place. Yours, L.R. Yates. Postscript. I wish for you and your family health and good fortune in 1896. May it be a year of blessings. Oh my God. Yikes. I had no idea this even happened. Pretty twisted. Yeah. Had you heard of it? I, yeah, I mean, my grandparents would talk about it sometimes. Um, how there's a big tornado in Carlisle a long time ago, but... And sometimes my parents bring it up, you know, after tornado yeah. warnings and stuff. The voices you are hearing belong to Autumn Kerr, Peyton Newberry, and Tanner Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know anything about this. Three high school students currently living in Carlisle, Kansas, a quiet, unincorporated township of about 300 people, located roughly 90 miles south of Topeka. This interview, which followed a research process in Allen County, Kansas that lasted several months, will be preserved at the Allen County Archive of Kansan History, along with the primary texts and recordings that form the basis of this podcast. In this, the sixth and final episode of That Be Revival, we will hear an account of life in present-day Carlisle, rebuilt after its destruction in late 1895. 122 years later, it is November 24th, 2017. Uh, can you tell us your names and where you live? I'm Autumn Kerr, and I live in Carlisle. I'm Peyton Newberry, and I live in Carlisle. I'm Tanner Flynn, and I live in Carlisle. Uh, but we, there's like no school there, so we go to school in Iola, the Iola senior. What is life like here in Carlisle today? In Carlisle? Uh, I mean, nothing really happens. People just have... That's what I'm saying. So why do you say you like going to school here? Well, but we go we go to school in Iola. I guess nothing yeah, really happens true. in Iola either, but I don't know. Nothing happening is maybe a little better than something happening. We party sometimes. I mean, we have fun because like we like each other and we like our friends, but like the place itself is kind of like boring. I don't know. I mean, I like the place because of the people. I guess I don't really think about the place. 
I don't know. Just like when you guys are like busy, I'm like, what do I do? Like, there's nothing. To, I don't know. I yeah. just, yeah. I just have fun because we have fun. Work, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that's true. What was it like growing up here in Carlisle? Childhood and all that. It's all them. Stop. <laughs> um. Well, we've both been here forever, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We've known each other a really long time. I guess yeah. Growing up was nice because yeah. it's like it's easy, mm-hmm. and I don't know. You like have parks to play in and stuff you don't I think when you're little you don't think about it because it's just you know where you are but now we I think I don't know I want to leave probably even though I do like it I do like it here but I'm probably gonna leave 18 years 17 18 years is a long time to be in one place I guess yeah yeah Um, I don't know are you are you guys trying to leave yeah yeah my name is Philip Darby and I'm a segment producer for that be revival When I spoke to Peyton, Autumn, and Tanner outside of the Kerr family home, I was immediately struck by how they spoke of their hometown, its barrenness all these years later, their desire to leave it behind. Okay, I'm hungry. They offered to show me a favorite barbecue spot in Iola. On the drive, they would discuss any spots of interest that we passed. It was an impossibly clear day, and the cold sunlight cast heavy shadows on every structure. We're gonna pass some things. This is kind of just our main road up here. As our three subjects watched the roadside landscape, I wondered if they were picturing it all swept up by a great tornado. Or maybe that was just me. Oh, uh, there's Loomis Tax Supply. That's like the one thing we do have over here. Um, and... I, I would not recommend, you do not have to go there. They do have really good stuff. They, they sell like... Bridles, stirrups. Yeah, anything you need for a horse. Yeah. Really but it's like soft. no one even rides horses here that much anymore. Like they do, but it's like, I don't know, I kind of feel like it's old fashioned. Like why, why do we have that? Why is that the one store we have here? Yeah. It's the kind owner's of really nice though. That's why, like, we're always in Iola, because it's like, I don't need to buy a saddle. Like, I'm 17. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, a another generation thing. Like, no one our age rides horses. I guess I don't know <laughs> anyone Christina who rides does. horses. Christina does. Oh, yeah. Christina's a zest. Yeah, I guess. It's like one of I guess that things. makes sense. She's kind of rich. Yeah. Don't put that. Don't put that on tape. I'm just, like. Oh yeah, actually, Christina's kind of, really. She's, like, it, like everybody, everybody knows. Like, but, no like, one is nobody. going to hear this. Don't, don't be like. You don't know that. I don't know what you're it's thinking. Fine. These yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Everybody, if anyone oh heard it, they, they'd God. agree with us because these people are. I'm, if lame. she, if this is rude, <laughs> just, uh, just please don't, don't. So we're getting into Iola now. There's more stoplights. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's more of everything here. There's more of everything. Um, we're coming up. We're going to, like, the pool's going to be around here. That's, like, the first thing yep. you see when you get in. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a Taco Bell. I mean, you know, whatever. There's Dairy Queen. Where, where uh, I work. Where Peyton works. Yeah, where they Fun time. my my working yeah. abilities and privileges. Oh, there's Daylight Donuts on the right. Oh, that's my favorite yeah. donut place. That's so good. But you have to get there early in the morning or else it gets really bad later in the day. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing to get before school. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that occasionally they send like office helpers out to get donuts. Office helpers? Yeah. 
like first period they, they just leave oh yeah get, yeah yeah you know, donuts get, yeah mm-hmm. like they have that power that's true yeah we don't it's really disappointing there's walmart they've got a good parking lot but that's really about it yeah. Uh, you get kicked out too, so. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. of people from our school there. Like they don't like you stay there. Yeah, they get weird. Yeah, that's about true. It. Whenever I go, I like see somebody I know at the Walmart. Yeah. Because everyone always needs something there. Yeah. But it's nice when it's really hot out. Like in the summers when it gets humid, it's like air conditioned and you can just kind of walk around and go to the frozen food section and put your cheek to the frozen glass. Oh yeah, she does that a lot. Like, you're seeing most of it. Like, this is a lot of our town. Like, I guess, yeah, I guess, like, what, I don't know. Like, when, once we get to Dudley's, that'll be, like, you've seen it all. But, uh, yeah. It's, like, about it, really. Yeah. I wish there was much more we could show you. I just don't. Yeah, you've kind of seen where we hang out, typically, or what. It's all like houses. We don't know those since we don't live here. There's like like one more grocery store, but you don't really have to see that. It looks like any other grocery store. Yeah. It's a pretty dull region. You're gonna like this place though, it has good food. And here we are at Dudley's! Oh nice. Yep, here we go. Oh, there's not too many not too crowded. We were out of Carlisle now and into Iola, a town like many others across the country. The same chain restaurants dotting the roadways, broken by the occasional mom and pop. I thought to myself, this seems like a good place to live. As we waited for our food, I asked Peyton, Autumn, and Tanner what they knew of their town's history, and what it had inspired in them. Yeah, I mean, they didn't teach us any of that at school. I don't really know why. Like, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it's it's just kind of like legend. Like I said, like my grandparents told me about the tornadoes, but that was just a legend. I mean, we read the letter, though. Like, that seemed real. That's true. I got nothing. Yeah, he's (laughs) He's not even from here. He doesn't know. Yeah. I think part of the reason we just never really heard about the Carlisle thing, well... I'm not from here, but based on what I've heard other people say, they don't really do like. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, get it. Woo! Um, where were we? Oh yeah, um, Kansas. I don't like. They don't really do that here, do they? Like do a what? local state history unit in Kansas? Are they supposed to? I don't know. We learned about we like the that, Oregon but... Trail. The, but that's. But that's not Kansas, though, right? The Oregon Well, it's, trail? like, around here. Like, we talked about... I don't think... Were you in school? I'm confused. Like, you guys never did that? You never did, like, a, a unit? Like, we did that. On Kansas or on, like, Like, I thought it was just, like, general. a thing... Like a state, state unit? Yeah, a state unit. Like, I did that in fourth grade. We had a big one on Texas. Yeah, I mean, no, Texas I don't know. I mean, did, I guess did. we did. It's, it's just, just, like... There's nothing to talk about, really. Well, but, like, yeah. I know stuff about Kansas. Like, we... Like, what do you we know? Talked what is about there about Kansas? Like, Civil War stuff. You know, bleeding Kansas. The whole uh, kind of... Yeah, I guess. Uprising, political tumult. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Sure. Um, yeah, but I don't know. We just never, like... I don't know. Okay, yeah. Even if there was like a oh, you know what we a did? general we did, like, thing about Kansas, you remember that? 
Yeah, but like we never once talk about like Carlisle or Iola history. It's always just like, oh, general, like this happened in Kansas in like the 1800s. But like, are uh, tornadoes like a thing that's on your mind at all living in this town and living in this part of the country? Oh my god, are we supposed to be talking about. I'm sorry. Are we supposed. Is that what we're supposed to be talking about? Oh, um. I think is that all people think about Kansas when they're not from here? That it's all about tornadoes? Yeah. Auntie M. Thank you, Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah, right. I think about it sometimes. I mean, like, that Tornado Alley stuff kind of gets to your head a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They really it's like freak you out about it when you're a as, kid. As soon as you get, like, really scared during a tornado, it's like it's basically over. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the scary part only lasts, like... I mean, I don't know. I guess in the past there have been worse ones. But, like, yeah, in my I mean, lifetime, I haven't had one that's super scary. Mm-hmm. Well, but, like... Doesn't your... I remember the first one that happened during school. I felt like they made a pretty big deal out of it. That was yeah, in, like, guess. second grade. Thing. Yeah, that was, yeah. We still um. do drills, so. Mm-hmm. Like, they keep you up to date on all that. And the sirens the get warning. updated. Like, yeah. It's fine. It's like every warnings. state has natural disasters. Like, that's, well, that's just ours. I mean, some are worse than others. Yeah. I honestly, I'm glad I'm not in California. I don't think earthquakes are just... That's a whole other piece. Yeah, what do they have? The big yeah. one? That's the what they, they call it. Yeah. The big like one. They There's call it the big yeah. one. Yeah. They call <laughs> it the, the big, big one. one. <laughs> they call it the, the big one. one. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's I, like, I couldn't deal with that. Tornadoes. You're just <laughs> always walking, tiptoeing, never knowing when the ground will shift. I just never knowing, knowing when, when the ground will shift. shift. <laughs> Do you remember what your first experience was with a tornado or being aware of that as a part of life in this part of the country? Oh, yeah. What? First grade. That was my first tornado drill. Wait, sorry, what was the question? Okay. Why are you picking the cheese off of your <laughs> cheese? She's picking the cheese off your cheese. Okay. He asked what our first memory of tornadoes was, like when we knew it was a thing in Carlisle. <laughs> okay, I know it was first grade um, because we had a drill. And I was in... Miss Goldfisher's class and we all had to leave the room oh no I guess they yeah we did leave the room we went down into like the the safety zone whatever they call it what do they call those things <laughs> the basement <laughs> <laughs> the safety zone it's a basement <laughs> at the school yeah okay whatever so we went down to the basement and this girl Shelly not my aunt Shelly different Shelly <laughs> Um, thinks it would be funny if she went back up, got (laughs) the glue on her desk, and the, do you remember those little, like, those plastic pencil cases where you could, like, make those glue bookmarks, like, you would draw with, yeah. Yeah. So she thought it would be a really good idea to run back up. Well, she thought it'd be a really fun idea, not a really good idea. Same thing when you're in first grade. So, she runs back up goes and gets the markers and the the glue and the pencil case she comes back to the basement the door had already been shut our teacher didn't know that she left so shelly is i don't know she was i mean she was know the teacher didn't know she left because she didn't know where shelly was she was like oh you know doing a head count she was like shelly's i wasn't there so then shelly's pounding on the top of the basement door saying let me in let me in and then, um, thankfully, there was no tornado, so is she, there, she was Is okay. there anything at all in your town um, 
Iola or Carlisle that has any connection to any sort of town history, like an old building, anything at all that you see. Well, all of our buildings of. are old. What do you mean? Like the high school is pretty old. Uh, that goes back. Uh, that's like... After dinner, the tri-tip sat like a rock in my stomach, and there was no obvious place to go next. The sun was setting and I could tell our subjects were losing interest. Okay, I'm gonna go in. You got, do you want anything on them? Oh yeah, actually I do, I was gonna get a snack. What? I was gonna get a snack. I can just get it for you. I don't know what I want. Okay, well, <laughs> well then I won't get anything for you. Get okay with anything for you. Sometimes I Then Autumn suggested that we visit the Carlisle stop on the Prairie Spirit bike path, a trail that I knew followed the former route of the Leavenworth, Lawrence, and Galveston Railroad. And that small connection to Carlisle's past was enough, for me at least, to justify a quick stop.
So uh, this is it. This is the trail. Pretty cool, right? Stars are looking good tonight. Yeah. It's cold, but yeah. it's cool. Well, what do people do out here? Probably whatever. Like, depends on who you are and what you like to do. Like, you could ride your bike. During the day. Take walks. Um, Kids make out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of that. Smoking. Uh, yeah. Well, we like to sit and, like, throw rocks sometimes at yeah. each other. Or... When you make up lies uh, about. Know, yeah. Trees, not... Like at people, it's not dangerous or anything. Yeah. But, uh, it's a nice place to get away from hustle and bustle of Iola. I just like it because the stars yeah. at night. During the day, it's cool to just like have a place to hang out without adults and stuff. But at night, it's cool because the stars are really pretty. Nobody really bothers you either. Yeah. Just get a good look. It can get a little creepy sometimes at night, but... Never any trouble here. You can hear the owls. I don't know what else do people do around here. Uh, oh, uh, I could get the radio. Oh yeah, people go fishing. Yeah, uh, give me a sec. I'll be right back. So sometimes we come out here and uh, we just scan AM, FM, FM is easier, but really AM radio waves uh, with this little radio. Just listen to stuff, see what we pick up. It's kind of fun. You never really know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's why we call it fishing, because you just kind of go for it and see what you can find. you got to be patient. Mm-hmm. Ooh. A little jazz. Sometimes you get some weird late night talks. Ooh. So week one. Audience at the Halifax. Yeah, put it up a lot more.
Sometimes we just do this for hours. It's kind of nice, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is boring. Yeah. Let's stop. Yeah. It's kind of spooky, isn't it? Like the the radio people. Yeah. People on the radio. The preachers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who are these those people? Like, where? Like, where? Where do they live? Like, what do they do during the day? Like, I don't know. It's like I've never met anyone who has done that. Like, what are what are their families like? What, I don't know. What are they like when they're not, when they're not preaching and stuff? It's weird. I don't know. But they're out there. 2 a.m. Somewhere. Somewhere. I don't know. Like it, it takes a lot, I guess. Unless they just decide they're going to be up at like 2 a.m. and yell into a radio in case somebody's paying attention. Freaks me out a little. Yeah. Me too. Like, even when we aren't listening to it, like they're putting on a show for somebody, but don't know who. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. I mean, all the radio waves are around us all the time anyway, and I just have to turn on the radio and we're hearing them. They're, I mean, they're always there. It's just... Right now, the rooms are echoing with what's sprung up in their minds. Maybe they're doing more for themselves than they are for any of us. I mean, that could be the point, couldn't it? It's not for us at all. None of it's for us, and it never has been. Sometimes on... Dolphal nights, I think about the time I got pneumonia. I was 12 years old, and when my fever boiled up to 105, I saw this light. I remember this haze just sitting up in my bed. I thought of my mom, who was making my ice baths and brushing my hair. And I wondered why she, of everyone out there, why she and I were these two little buoys trying to stay afloat in some cosmic tsunami. Do you ever think about things like that? Listening to the radio is like watching the buoys float by. You see them only for a moment, but you know they're still floating out there and your boat is sailing on wherever it's going to go, and if you have to turn around, they'll bring you back to shore. You can see that in the grass sometimes. It's, you know, when it's at its tallest and most wavy, just shaking back and forth, but fixed on the ground. I don't know, like, waves tied down to something for some reason I guess most of us don't really know it's it's a crazy thing to walk through like we weren't affected by whatever is keeping them down just drifting out 
lost at sea except for whatever ideas in your own head. Your own skull. I mean, like, think about the last time you saw a skull in the flesh. You know? Two summers back when you were four inches shorter. Sometimes you run your hands through your hair and think, what if one day they just got stuck in there? You know what I mean? Like, what if one day you couldn't get them out? Like an old tire in glue mud. You know what I mean by that? Glue mud. Like, muddy glue, maybe. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I mean, had you ever thought about if mud could be sticky like glue? I just... Like... If your hands got lost... I don't think you'd miss them. I mean, I... I just, I don't know, I don't think you'd miss much if the world spun like that. Spun like the basketball in your stepdad's backyard. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, out of orbit? Nothing tying it to the earth? We get attached, we stop spinning. Anyway, it's not for us. We're just listening. She does that sometimes. Beside the stream, however long it flows. 
That'd Be Revival was written and directed by Tom Mason and Sam Spahn. Episode 1 was co-written by and stars Lindsay Chambers and Pat Buto. Episode 2 was co-written by Alana Pena. It stars Alana Pena, Matt Hooker, Jack Forbes, Jen Eleven, and Laura Pollock. Episode 3 was co-written by and stars Wes Humphrey. Episode 4 stars Summer Blake. Episode 5 stars Lindsay Chambers, Pat Buto, Matt Noss, Jen Eleven, Annie Brennan, Laura Pollock, Alex Jacobs, Matt Hooker, and Jack Forbes. It features an original arrangement of H.R. Jeffries' The Golden Harvest that was composed and performed by Matt Noss. Finally, episode six was co-written by Haley King and Tia Anai. It stars Glenn Fellman, Haley King, Tia Anai, Sam Spahn, and Tom Mason. This podcast featured a bevy of songs by Kai Engel, used under Creative Commons attribution license. Our theme was composed and recorded by Matt Noss, and the song you are hearing now was composed and performed by Sophie Ray. Our website was designed by Glenn Fellman. I'm your narrator, Sarah Mawaswis. Thank you so much for listening. May I say one more word? If anything like this ever happens here in Carlisle, for God's sake, don't try to stop it. (laughs) Don't try to stop it.